A little girl was having her first Holy Communion, and she came forward and received the body of Christ, and then she went over to the chalice to receive the precious blood. And as she was receiving, she started to drink the precious blood, and she just kept going. And the minister realized what was happening and tried to get the chalice back, but the little girl held firmly on it until she finished the whole chalice. Uh, nobody seemed to have told her that she was only supposed to take a small sip. Uh, She wasn't quite prepared well for receiving the precious blood at her First Holy Communion. But this theme of preparation is something that we see throughout our readings and during this season of Advent. Advent is a word that means to come or the coming of someone fairly important. And the person that we are anticipating his coming is our Lord Jesus Christ. And so in our readings, we're being told to be prepared. Most of us know that the next season that happens after Advent is Christmas. And so we are preparing for the celebration of Christmas, the coming of Christ in his incarnation. Yes, it's already happened, but we celebrate it in a a special way during the Christmas season. And so we hear about the anticipation and the desire for the Messiah in our first reading from the prophet Isaiah. In our gospel passage, we hear about another coming of Christ, and that is at the end of time. That is when he comes in glory. And when he comes in glory at the end of time, he is going to come at an unexpected hour. And so we are always called to be prepared, to be ready. And... Even though the Lord has not yet come and it's been over 2,000 years, we are called to be perpetually ready because even if the Lord decides not to come for another 2,000 more years, we are still going to encounter him at the end of our own personal lives, which we also do not know when that will be. And so we are called to be prepared, called to be ready for that at any moment as well. And there's a third kind of coming of Christ, and that's how Christ comes to us even here and now. He comes to us through each other, he comes to us through sacred scripture, he comes to us through his ordained ministers, and he comes to us in a very special way in the Eucharist, which is truly Jesus, body, blood, soul, and divinity. And so it's important for us to be prepared for all of the comings of Christ. And how is it that we prepare? How is it that we are ready to encounter the Lord? We are all called to be in a state of grace. We are all called to set aside our sinful ways of the past so that we can recognize the Lord when he comes, so that we are well prepared when he's here. And if we have gone astray through sin, to go to confession, to be set free from the bondage of sin. We heard about that kind of preparation in our second reading from St. Paul, setting aside the sinfulness so that we can put on the armor of light, so that we can put on Jesus Christ, so that we can be like him. That way we're ready for his coming, whether it be our celebration at Christmas, the end of time, or his coming to us in the Eucharist, that we're well prepared, and that way we can receive all of the blessings he wishes to give us at that time. This theme of preparation is very fitting, since this is the first weekend where we are bringing back the chalices, the precious blood of Jesus Christ. It's been almost three years since we've had that available here at ICD on the weekends. 
And so it's important for us to be prepared. Well, how is this going to work? What is it going to look like? Some people, perhaps, it's, haven't had the opportunity to receive in that long. And others have had their first Holy Communion and didn't have the option for a time. And so it's important for us to be well prepared for coming forward to encounter our Lord in the Eucharist, for encountering our Lord in Holy Communion. And so what does that look like? Well, when we talk about receiving the body of Christ, it's not just the body. And when we talk about receiving the precious blood, it's not just the precious blood. It's the fullness of Jesus, body, blood, soul, and divinity. Regardless of which species or which kind you receive, each one has the fullness of Christ. And that's because he is risen from the dead. Yes, he came in the flesh, and he went through his passion and death on the cross, but he was raised from the dead, and so his body and blood are reunited. His soul and divinity is inseparable from his body and blood. And so regardless of which form we receive Holy Communion, we have the fullness of Christ in that form. And so whether we decide to receive the body of Christ or the blood of Christ or both, we are receiving the fullness of Christ. Because wherever his body is, since he's risen from the dead, so is his blood, soul, and divinity. And wherever his blood is, so is his body, soul, and divinity. Even though many of us may anticipate and desire and are joyful for the return of the chalices, it's important for us to recognize and accept that we have not been deprived of any graces that the Lord had to offer us because he is fully present in both. And so this past almost three years, when the chalice wasn't available, we still had the fullness of Jesus Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the host, all of Christ, all for us, total gift of himself for us. So what does that look like? Well, with regards to receiving the host, it'll be the same as we have had in the past. We have the main aisle, two people in the main aisle, myself and the deacon, and then the side aisles that lead to the shrines, we also have the hosts available, the consecrated hosts, the, the, our Lord Jesus Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity. But in addition to that, we will have two chalices, and they will be at the front of the diagonal aisles. So as someone receives from the side aisles, they can go and receive from the chalice if they so choose to. Nobody is required to do that. In fact, nobody is required to receive Holy Communion at any given Mass. The Church tells us we only have to receive Communion once a year. So coming here for the celebration of the Mass, we don't do so for the purpose of receiving Holy Communion, but we come to participate in the sacrifice of Christ on the cross made present to us at the altar. Now, if we're well disposed, if we're free from all serious sins, each and every one of us are strongly encouraged to enter into the sacramental communion with the Lord by receiving Holy Communion. But none of us are required to do so. And so, you don't even have to come up for communion if you don't want to. You can stay in the pews and pray the whole time if you would like. But if you do choose to come forward for Holy Communion, when receiving the host, if you decide you want to receive on your hands, it's one hand on top of the other. Not side by side, not kind of cupped. It's try to make it flat, to make a throne for the Lord. He's being received, he's being given to you. And then the other hand underneath, the hand underneath is the one you're going to use to pick up the Lord from the hand you received him from to place our Lord in your mouth to consume him. Now with Holy Communion, 
It's different than anything else that we eat. With Holy Communion, we become what we receive. Whereas with normal food, what we receive becomes part of us. With Jesus in the Eucharist, we become ever more fully a part of him in Holy Communion. If you decide to receive on the tongue, which is the universal norm of the church, it's only by exception that we receive on the hand, you can come forward and receive on the tongue. This is like the only socially acceptable time you can stick your tongue out at the priest. Uh, So if you choose to do so, I won't be offended. Um, But just important, regardless of which way you decide to receive, hold still. Stay still. Sometimes people are like trying to get Jesus on the go. No, don't do that. Um, Receive the Lord however you choose to receive, but stand there and stay in that position and let the Lord come to you. We are receiving the Lord. We're not taking the Lord. And then once you have the Lord, if you receive him in your hands, don't start walking right away and trying to eat our Lord while you're walking. That is the most likely time that Jesus is going to be dropped that I've seen here at ICD. When someone is rushed, when they're trying to just go right away, if you want to step aside to receive, you can. Otherwise, just stay there in front of the minister and receive in front of the minister and then be on your way. This is an intimate moment of union with the Lord. And so we shouldn't rush it. We should savor it. And so stand still. Receive the Lord. Let him come into you. And if you choose to receive the precious blood, then on your return, you would go to the minister with the precious blood. You would take the chalice with both hands and you would take just a sip. Don't drink the whole chalice like the little girl. Take just a sip and then return it to the minister who will then wipe the spot where you had received and turn the chalice so that the next person would receive from a different spot on the chalice. And so we have this great opportunity of the coming of the Lord. Whether we're celebrating or preparing for the celebration of the coming of the Lord in the Incarnation, we're preparing for the coming of Christ at the end of time or at the end of our lives, or we're preparing for encountering the Lord in the Eucharist, we are all called to be prepared, to be ready. And so as we approach the Lord in Holy Communion, if we're coming forward in the communion line, it's important for us to be focused on who it is we're going to receive, not looking around to see who's here or giving people high fives or whatever. No, be focused on getting ready to encounter the Lord in Holy Communion and taking him into yourself. Immediately after receiving the Lord is the best time to pray because there's no time on earth that we can be closer to God than having him physically inside of us. And so that is the best time for us to have that intimate moment of prayer, talking to the Lord from our hearts. So let us take a moment now in silence to prepare ourselves for the coming of our Lord, especially as he comes to us in the most Holy Eucharist.